Welcome everyone to Faces and Feels. I'm your host, Rafe Houston, and today I am joined by my good friend and very special guest, Mean Dean Olsen, aka Adam Parry from EPW Pro Wrestling. How are you today, my dude? Mate, I'm very good. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. It's been a little while, and boy, I think you've been even busier than I have. <laughs> I've been trying, man. I've been out here grinding, um, but oh, yeah. I've always got to have you back, dude. EPW is like the Perth promotion, so I've always got to show out um, for for the local team, and I'm super excited for the show that we have tonight. Hell or high water, I got my tickets. Are you ready? Look, I am ready, but I'm unfortunately not going to be there, which is what? the biggest irony because we've we've switched places, Rafe. It's normally you who has a wedding and me that'll be at the show, whereas this time you'll be at the show and I'll be at a wedding. Actually, that's very... literally what happened last time, wasn't it? Yeah, You're like, you come yeah, in, exactly. I'm like, I got to go to this wedding. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, it was a wedding that long. It's a boring story, but yeah, it was a wedding that was uh, postponed two times Dude. due to the uh, due to the pandemic. So I'm like, you know, I've got to do this. I'm emceeing it as well. So yeah, it, it, it is what it is. But um, I'm pumped for the big show i can't wait to watch it back when i can and the cool thing about this is that i get to watch this as a fan so it's kind of like more exciting for me because i don't have to work for it yeah well normally you're calling the shows and you're in the ring and you're doing all this stuff so it'll be a bit of a refreshing taste for you it's also super ironic that you're emceeing the wedding because i also was doing that last time which is funny and ever actually i think when i interviewed our mutual friend del cano and he had his big schwa show. I also had another wedding. I guess Perth people are just in love all the time, and everybody's always got someone they know that's getting married. Uh, anyway, man, uh, so what have we got in store for tonight? Hell or High Water? I'm ready for it, man. Yeah, Hell or High Water is always a great show. It's one of those shows, much like Evolution, that uh, isn't always your big reawakening event, but there's always a few Match of the Year contenders that pop up at this event each and every year. And we've got a huge, car in st- a huge card in store for everyone who's going to be uh, popping down to the Gate 1 Theatre tonight. Uh, we've got a sweet tag team matchup with two and a half wrestlers, that of course is the pairing of Dan Moore and Bobby Marshall, up against Cutthroat and then some, or cats, if you will, mm. uh, which is uh, Casey Johns and James Hartness. Uh, this one's going to be cool. I'm excited for this one. I mean, everyone loves Jesse Lambert, and we'll talk about Jesse Lambert a little bit later when we get down the card. But uh, the fact that you've got the team of Dan Moore and Bobby Marshall, I think you're going to get more of a serious tag team match out of the team mm. of two and a half wrestlers. And I'll tell you what, if you know your history, Dan and Bob, they're two wrestlers that have a massive tag team history behind them. Both of them are multi-time tag team champions and are very proficient when it gets inside the squared circle. Mm, awesome, man. That sounds like a killer one. Uh, Cats has been uh, a pretty awesome team to see develop as well. Uh, so I'll be excited to see them in tag team action also. Yeah, exactly. I mean, uh, Casey Johns is impressing everyone show by show, of course. Um, yeah. They were a part of that huge Claremont street fight we saw at Evolution against Edith Knight. The fact that Casey Johns wasn't victorious in that matchup means that they're going to be even more pissed off, and I don't know how it's possible to be more angry and pissed off than Casey Johns is on a regular <laughs> night. And um, James Hartness, the other side of that tag team, wasn't victorious either at Evolution. Actually, had quite the opposite. It was... Um, 
Yeah, it was a bit of a short innings for Hartness uh, in a match against Julian Ward at Ebo. So mm. both Casey Johns and Hartness are going to be just so keen not only to, uh, well, beat the piss out of someone, which isn't going to be easy when it's uh, the likes of Dan and Bob, but they also want to get the uh, victory on their side as well because at one of our uh, School of Pro Wrestling showcases, James Hartness recently won the Super Nines tournament, which means he has a championship shot of his choosing in the future, which many people are speculating that they're going to uh, have themselves a shot at the tag team titles uh, later on down the road. And uh, if so, Johns and Hartness, they're really going to be keen to pick up the win there. But, I mean, like I said, Dan Moore, Bobby Marshall, no easy feat. So I think awesome tag team wrestling you can uh, set your watch to when it comes to Hell or High Water. Yeah, that's awesome. So that tournament essentially uh, gives him a contract that he can use for any title in APW. Is that right? Yeah, that's right. Yeah, it was the first ever uh, Super Nines tournament. It kicked off last year, and of course, the way that uh, everything's been everywhere, uh, it kind of uh, took a while to see itself through. Yeah. But uh, it was a, it was a really great finale that we had uh, the other month down at the School of Pro Wrestling. Um, another matchup we're going to see is the Don Michael Morleone up against Chris Target. Mm-hmm. Now. Chris Target's a guy, he's a bit of a journeyman around Australian wrestling. He's been around for a long time. Quite new to explosive pro wrestling, though. <laughs> and the Don Michael Morleone, uh, definitely an elder statesman within EPW. He's been around a long time. Multi-time tag champion, multi-time EPW champion. He knows a thing or two about a thing or two. And this came together uh, with a heated exchange of words that if you follow EPW on all forms of social media, like him, of course you should. We're on them all. We keep posting different videos and cool things for you to check out. There's a video between the two where they exchanged uh, quite a heated exchange of words. And the Don kind of called out Chris Target, said, hey, look, you might have done things elsewhere, but you haven't done anything worth a damn in EPW. And uh, it's going to come down to this one with these two and see how it's going to go. I guess when you're calling someone's punk card like that, you've got to be ready to back it up. Uh, neither man picked up a victory at Evo. The Don lost in that tremendous submission matchup against Damian Slater mm-hmm. and Chris Target was part of a, um, a six-man tag which I don't know he was with the members of Plague and I don't know if that was just kind of a necessity to fill up the numbers or what the goings was there if they were kind of feeling him out as to uh, whether he'll fit the mold of that team or not mm-hmm. but who knows there's a great chance for Chris Target to prove himself and just another great way for the Don to get himself back on the winning track because you know he wants to uh, basically get himself back on path and get himself an EPW title shot in the future yeah that's it straight back to the top for the Don uh, I did see that video clip you're talking about great production that EPW are putting out as well like it uh, it looked crisp and clean and we we caught the backstage antics of them both and yeah heated words so no doubt going to be an absolute banger yeah that's the thing with the uh, videos you see from EPW they're from many different aspects sometimes you have uh our our friend uh, George Hamill having an interview with someone. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's a, uh, it's a it's a planned promo. Other times it's just a uh, spare of the moment thing, like we saw with the Don and Chris Target. Yeah, exactly. Someone but, just um, following with an extremely high definition phone. <laughs> yeah, that too. Exactly. Um, one of the other matches we're going to see is Gavin McGavin up against Joel Hagen. Now, this one I'm super keen to see how it plays out. <laughs> Joel Hagen, uh, the biggest prospect, he has been just unstoppable since uh, getting involved in explosive progress. And the guy is absolutely monstrous. He is huge. He's a force angry. to be reckoned with. <laughs> and he's, he's undefeated. No one has managed to beat <sighs> him. And the way he's been dispatching his opponents has been quite quickly as well. So he's up against Gavin McGavin, who, of course, is coming off a huge loss in the main event of Evolution against Marcus Pitt. Gavin McGavin, 
uh, hasn't been victorious too often in, in the uh, last couple of shows. So whilst McGavin's going to be super keen to get himself back on the winner's track, we saw a video of him online where he's kind of out of sorts, not really knowing what to do with himself and um, also kind of looking to the past to move forward, if you will. Mm-hmm. But the, the interesting thing about this is that, of course, Gavin needs a win, but Hagen's undefeated. So either we're going to see Gavin start building momentum to get himself back on the right track, or we're going to see Joel Hagen get the biggest win of his career, which is going to move him forward. So it's going to be a massive win for whoever gets the job done. I mean, if we see Joel Hagen suffer his first loss in explosive pro wrestling, this is going to be massive. This is going to be huge. And, I mean, if that is to happen, I mean, what's to become of Joel Hagen? Is this going to mean that his path of distraction is going to get even more ferocious in the wake of it? Or uh, are we going to see Hagen get closer to the top a lot quicker than many of us expected? Yeah, Gavin's like a huge scalp to take. But he's also, oh, yeah. like when, when you're talking about people that uh, Hagen has come across, he hasn't really come across anybody like that. Uh, Gavin is a wrestler's wrestler, and he's going to take it to him, man. So we're going to see if, uh, you know, Joel Hagen's just all, you know, blood and thunder or whether he's got some tricks up his sleeve of his own. Yeah, exactly that, man. And I think some of the some of the opponents he's had, they've gone in with, uh, they've tried different things. Some have tried to get into his head and trash talk him. Mm-hmm. Some have tried to, you know, take out the legs and different things like that. Mm-hmm. The fact that someone like McGavin is up against Hagen, who's a very smart wrestler, like mm-hmm. you said, a wrestler's wrestler, mm-hmm. um, I think it just makes for that more of an interesting contest to check out. Um, another one we've got is the massive scramble match. The um, I believe it's called the Outlast of Us match. I think was the, the tag they gave it on the okay. socials. And uh, so what it is, it's a, it's a scramble match. It's got the likes of Taylor King, Jesse Lambert, Kaz Jordan, Tyler Jacobs, and Marcus Pitt. A five-man scramble match. It's uh, awesome. all at it at once, and it's one fall to a finish. First person to draw a pinfall gets themselves a number one contendership for the Explosive Pro Wrestling Championship. So massive odds at stake, and a really interesting mix of people that yeah. are in this matchup. Yeah, I, I always love uh, scramble matches when you see them on the indies and stuff like that. Uh, like nobody does them better than something like GCW. Uh, and then when you talk about EPW putting some of their best and brightest into that kind of mix, that's really exciting to me because it's always you never know who's going to win and it's not always who you think because it's who can be the craftiest and take advantage at that moment, you know. Well, exactly that. I mean, the fact that one of them is an EPW original in Tyler Jacobs. Mm-hmm. I mean, a guy that's been there, done it all, and then done it all over and over again. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, th- this guy's Father probably, Jacobs, yeah. You know, yeah. Fa- mm-hmm. Sorry, Father. I just had to correct you a little bit because you're <laughs> popping <laughs> off again. Off yeah, the disrespect yeah. is... Yeah. Yeah, anyway, it's it's fine. I'll, I'll message you about it later. Um, yeah, all good. Yeah, all good. Yeah, uh, it, no, but, but that's the thing. He's, he's done so much and done it so well for so long that you can never rule him out. You have um, other people in there, the likes of Kaz Jordan, who's aligned himself with uh, Chris J. Lazarus, mm-hmm. uh, which is very interesting because he first appeared at the first show of the year at our Reawakening Night 1, took it to Davis Storm. He's just been building up a crazy head of steam and impressing it with each and every outing. And having the backing of CJL behind him as well, I think has done wonders for him as well. If you see his videos lately as well, he's uh, well, he's not shy on confidence. And he's, uh, he, he's the kind of wrestler that many people are predicting big things for. And he was talking a lot of trash online. So I think it's... Uh, time that he's going to have himself a quality opportunity to back it up. Mm-hmm. You've got Taylor King in there, which is a very interesting story because Taylor King later on in the card has to defend his tag team titles as well. Mm. So 
I don't know wise? if he's... Yeah, exactly. I don't know if his head or his heart's going to be in this match or that match or what's going to happen there. He actually didn't want to be a part of the match, but the way the match came together was it was a lottery. So somewhat of a raffle, if you will. Right. And his number came up, so he's in this matchup, but... He's going to be pulling double duties on a very big show, and he's up there with some fierce competition, but then he's in a Tornado Tag match, which we will talk about soon, mm-hmm. which is very, very big. And um, I don't know, like I said, obviously he's going to have his mind in both matches, but surely one takes precedent over the other. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess we'll talk about now Jesse Lambert. I mean, everyone loves Jesse Lambert, right? I mean, I, as from a fan's perspective, from a viewer's perspective, incredibly entertaining, has, like, just a massive heart, and just, I mean, what's not to like about Jesse Lambert? But one thing that I've noticed in the build-up to this show, uh, not only in um, his very entertaining promo that he cut, but a lot of other people have been name-dropping Jesse Lambert's involvement in this match uh, in regards to their own matches. Um, when we talk about Damien Slater's match, mm-hmm. he speaks about how you know we're at a point in the company where Jesse Lambert's in a number one contender's match by winning a, winning a raffle. And so it's kind of ruffled yeah. people's feathers. Uh, Kaz Jordan had a lot of disparaging things to say about him too in his promo. And a lot of people, when talking about just the show in general, have brought up the fact that Jesse's in this spot. And whilst that is what it is, and whilst he's uh, you know, quite a young up-and-comer, I'm sure... Uh, given the kind of uh, personality he is, he's uh, no stranger to people, uh, you know, giving you a bit of stick here and there. I think that now is a really good opportunity for Jesse Lambert to prove his worth and try to silence some of these critics that are... Because, you know, I think there's two camps. There's people that are all aboard the train, love to see Jesse. The crowd is just insanely behind it, which I love. It's, it's so great to see. But for the critics from the other side of the curtain, it's a good chance for Jesse to get a good outing and really show people what he's made of. He put in a good effort in that six-man tag that we saw at Evolution, and uh, if he can sort of pull his socks up and really have a go at it in this matchup, I mean, imagine if he becomes the number one contender. Well, I mean... You'd have to think he's got, like, everybody's got a puncher's chance. And what I would be thinking if if I was Jesse and I'm looking at, like, all these guys talking all that stuff, I'm like, well, let's wait and see until the match because you've all got the opportunity to shut me up and prove I don't belong here. Like, I won this raffle, great. So surely you can put me away straight away. But then if you can't, who actually looks stupid? Is it you? Exactly. Or is it me? Like, mm. turn around number one contender and maybe shut everybody up. So uh, I'll be pulling for Jesse like everybody else, you know. we You always <laughs> want to see a good little underdog uh, get ahead of everybody. And, I mean, he's going to have a mountain to climb. But as I said at the start, if you can be crafty enough and be in the right place at the right time, uh, you don't always have to be the strongest, you know. And that's the thing. He's incredibly unpredictable. But the uh, interesting point you make about that is if he manages to win it, I mean, the the EPW Championship hangs in the balance in the main event of this show. Mm -hmm. And whoever walks away with that championship belt is probably going to put a serious hurting on poor Jesse if he manages to win. But the final final competitor in that scramble, I think, is the one that um, I guess really deserves your eyes, is Marcus Pitt, okay? Mm -hmm. This is a man who main evented Evolution and got himself his second straight consecutive win against Gavin McGavin. Mm -hmm. And I think the narrative here is like, why is Marcus Pitt in a raffle to get himself a 
possible number one contendership spot mm-hmm. when it's like, you know, he's done a lot of things. He's won a lot of matches. He, you know, he feels at least he should be in that number one contender spot anyway. Just automatically. In the conversation. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, Marcus Pitt, if you look at everyone in this matchup, you'd have to say he's the odds on favorite if mm-hmm. there was booking involved, like, mm-hmm. you know, booking as in the TAB and such. Mm-hmm. I mean, the guy is one of the most dominant EPW champions we've ever seen. He's one of the the best wrestlers in the entire country, without a doubt. And I feel sorry for whoever he gets his hands on first in this matchup, because I think Marcus Pitt's going to be out for blood, yeah. and I'm pretty sure he's going to be able to get it. So if I was Jesse Lambert, I would stay the hell away from Marcus Pitt. Mm-hmm. If I was everyone else, I would uh, try and have an idea in my head of what the hell to do if this uh, behemoth of a man gets his hands on you, because he has just been ferocious in his execution of his wrestling as of late this year in EPW. Dude, like, I'm in the crowd and I'm going to stay away from him. You know what I'm saying? I'm not getting near the the rail. His dude's an absolute monster. Um, There's few people in... I was going to say, like, Australian wrestling with, like, a physique like his. You could say wrestling, like, is in the world. Like, he's he's up there in, like, top conditioning there is... And you look at his resume and you're just like, he could be a champion anywhere in the world. And so all all it is, again, it comes down to the wildness of the scramble and you could understand why he'd be even more angry when he should probably automatically be the autom- uh, the number one contender is the fact that he's like, okay, well, now I've got to go through these guys and I'm going to have to make him all pay for it. So <laughs> Yeah, exactly. But, I mean, the other thing as well, like you pointed out when we first started talking about this matchup, um, The fact that it is a scramble match with five people, Mm. this one is going to be non-stop. So if you're uh, at all, you know, didn't get a drink during intermission, don't get up and get one while this match is on because this is going to be something special. You've got five incredible talents in this one and it is going to be fast-paced. It's going to be action all over the shop and who knows what the hell is going to happen, but I can't wait to see how it plays out. Yeah, that's awesome. I'm so excited uh, to hear that this kind of match is on this card. I'm taking a couple of my friends that have never been to live wrestling before. They are, oh. they've been watching Glow on Netflix and they were like, hey, how do we even watch wrestling? Like, do they have it in Perth? And I'm like, next weekend, let's go. And so I'm hell bringing yeah. them along and the idea that they can – not only see the great wrestling the EPW puts on, but then see something as chaotic as a scramble is going to be really yeah. fun because they're just going to be losing their minds at like what's going on. And that's not even talking about the matches we've got to come up. Oh, exactly. Um, an interesting thing that is going to happen is uh, we're going to have CJL, uh, Chris J. Lazarus, who has been... Um, well, he's been posting a lot of ominous videos and been talking about Bruno Nitro. He claims he's going to uh, finally present to Bruno Nitro his offer and try and get Bruno Nitro to sign with him, which I think is going to be quite interesting in itself. CJL, he's the purveyor of potential, and uh, he's got Kaz Jordan on his side as well. And I think that uh, this could be interesting. I I said a while ago, because Bruno Nitro is one of those wrestlers who's on the cusp of taking that next big step in his career. Mm. And he's given himself three matches at gate one because he wins a lot of matches on our showcases. Um, But he hasn't really gotten a big win at gate one. He's given himself three matches to do that. He's two down with one to go. Mm. I mean, if he manages to side with CJL, he could get him exactly where he needs to go on that next step with a little bit of a helping hand. But we don't really know what's going to happen there, so I can't really speak too much of it. But another interesting situation about this show is that Edith Knight has issued an open challenge, Mm. which is always exciting. I mean, Edith Knight coming off the back of an incredible 
Claremont Street fight with Casey Johns at Evolution. I guess uh, the world is Edith Knight's oyster right now, mm-hmm. and she's chosen to issue an open challenge, which can be a bit of a gutsy move. We can't really talk about who's fighting who and what's going to happen because i got no idea who's going to answer the call. Mm-hmm. But uh, pretty gutsy from Edith Knight, but also I think it's cool that she's proving that you know she's the master of her own destiny and throwing it out to anyone who wants to step up and willing to take on that challenge I think it's very admirable. Mm, I, I think it's cool too, especially since when you consider that the last couple of times Edith Knight has come to the ring, you know, in street clothes to talk to anybody, she's been attacked anyway. So she yeah. might as well <laughs> she might as well wear her gear and be ready to go, right? Yeah. So, so she's had <laughs> a bit of a target on her. So she's just she's had enough of it. She's taken the big win, uh, and then now it's time to be like, okay, who's next? Don't let anybody yeah. sucker punch you. That's the way to do it. Yeah, exactly, and uh, I'm just absolutely so keen to see who answers the call, and also how Edith Knight goes, because uh, Edith Knight continues to impress each and every time uh, she has an outing inside an EPW ring, and uh, regardless of what happens, it's going to be one to watch, and uh, hopefully she can keep the momentum going, because right now, she's on one hell of a roll. Um, We did speak earlier about Taylor King, of course. Taylor King and uh, his tag team partner, Jack Edwards. They are the task force. They are the EPW Tag Team Champions. They will be defending those EPW Tag Team Championships uh, in a Tornado Tag Match. No disqualification against the Zen Kano experience, which is Del Kano and Zenith. Of course, you've had a chat with uh, Del Kano before. Mm -hmm. Uh, This one's going to be interesting. Of course, they both had a a really good matchup at Evolution. Mm -hmm. And, of course, unfortunately... it got thrown out, um, which is not the way either team wanted it to go. So uh, Taylor King threw down the challenge for a Tornado Tag match. And the fact that it's no DQ, being a Tornado Tag, they don't need to make tags. It's, it's, it's anything goes. It's all over the shop. It's, uh, it's going to be damn exciting. And you're throwing the X factor that Taylor King has got another match that night. It makes things so much more interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, the, the thing I have to say first and foremost is Tornado Tag was always my favourite way to play wrestling video games back when uh, I, yes. I would play with friends. You don't have to wait to get tagged in. You're all just in there. You can do, you're can you doing 3Ds on people. Yeah, doing all the tag moves. It was awesome. And, uh, you, can, that's, you can go out to the crowd and pull the weapons. Yeah, and, yeah, uh, yeah. It, we it took, was like, like No Mercy. I was about to say No Mercy 64, bro. <laughs> my custom characters, like I'm I'm like Rafe Dudley and I've got like the camo and everything and I'm doing, me and my mate are doing moves on yeah, it was sick. Anyway, sidebar. I, I once, uh, on WrestleMania 2000, I made a really good Tony Lockett. I used the cane outfit that made it like red <laughs> with a white. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's amazing. <laughs> Pluggers yeah. hitting the ring. Yeah. Anyway, we're, yeah, we're, yeah. We're, we're off the, we're on a tangent. We'll do a video game episode yeah, another time. Yeah, but yeah, yeah to, oh, please. To, uh, yeah, so Tornado Tag Team matchup. The tag sick. team championships are in the balance mm-hmm. but like i said taylor king's got a lot on his plate on this show so it's it's going to be a testament to the task force if they can retain the uh tag team championships and i think one of the cool things that that i have really liked about the task force is since winning the belts they have been defending them at every available opportunity they've been fighting champions they've been great representatives of what champions should be and the way they conduct themselves and doing things well. Um, but Taylor King, he posted a video online and in the video he said that, you know, people are saying his mind's elsewhere. People are saying that Jack Edwards is carrying the half of the team, especially in a show where Taylor King has to wrestle once more too. So there's a lot of uh, intangibles that are going to be in play here, let alone the fact that 
what originally seemed like an odd pairing of Zenith and Delcano has gone quite well in their first matchup together. They won a number one contendership matchup, which is a hell of an exciting matchup if you haven't seen it already. Go check it out. Um, and then came so close at our last show to actually winning those tag titles. So this one is anyone's for the taking. And if I was a Zenkano experience, I'd try and uh, take advantage while you can, whilst Taylor King may have uh, other things on his plate tonight. Yeah, well, he's slightly weakened. So I guess I've got two questions for you real quick. Well, maybe it's only one question and then just another talking point now I think about it. But the first is, how does Taylor King's partner feel about him doing this other match in the night is do we know if he's supportive of it or is he uh feeling a little bit of sour grapes does he feel like uh taylor's mind is elsewhere when it should be on thing does he feel like he should have stepped out and not taken the other opportunity well i don't think either of them were overly impressed by it initially um i don't think that uh jack edwards was thrilled about it because Mm -hmm. obviously they have to defend those, those tag team championships. But I guess from Taylor King's perspective, he has himself an amazing opportunity in that mm-hmm. scramble match. So it's like you are kind of stuck in this awkward position where you're like, hey, I have to do something really important. But also, you know, there's a possibility that, you know, both things could work in your favour. And could. you could end up being, you know, there, there's a possibility of a, uh, of, a, of a timeline. Don't get me wrong, I've been watching too much Loki. Um, <laughs> that... Um, you know, we could have a, a double champion Taylor King in the future if, if things but play out a particular way. at the moment, you're in a tag team, which means that you're part of a team and you mm-hmm. should be focusing on the team. You already have the belts. You're already the champions. Maybe you should be keeping your eye on the prize and not focusing on what you want when you're on your own. That's all I'm saying. Well, Devil's advocate. No, look, so look, I see. I, I see where Jack Edwards is coming from if he was feeling a little bit annoyed. And I, I completely understand, like... Every wrestler should be in to win. You know what I mean? They want to be the best. They want to be the champion. They say it all the time. You want to be the best or get out kind of thing. But you're currently the best in the tag team division. So is that not enough for Taylor King? He wants every belt in the world. You know, that's all I have to say. Like you said, hey, I I couldn't... I completely see where Jack Edwards would be coming from in not being thrilled about the situation, especially because this is such a big match. Mm-hmm. And the Zencarno experience really took it to the task force at the last mm-hmm. show. So you want, you want to be firing on all cylinders yeah. at your very best. So I'm saying, and you're, talk, you're talking as well, it's not even like a regular tag match. It's not no. like, okay, well, you start, Jack, I'll just catch a bit more breath and I'll be on the thing and I'll come in, brother, and I'll like you know mess it up kind of deal. There's no resting. It's tornado tag. So you're now officially the weak link of that team because you're going to be trying very hard at at the scramble and who knows what happens. Like what if you sustain an injury? You know And the fact it's no no disqualification, who's to say that I mean, Zen is pretty unpredictable. Like he he can just pull it. Turn up in the scramble. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well that's I mean, in the scramble is there any DQ? That's a good question. It's hard to say because whenever I've seen them historically, I don't know how EPW does it, but they're pretty wild affairs and kind of anything goes. Like the ref can't kind of keep on top of it. You know, it's kind of multi-man rules. So, you know, you're putting yourself out there twice in potentially uh, at least two very unpredictable scenarios is all I'm saying. And if it goes all your way, you're absolutely laughing. But if it doesn't, you could be left with nothing. And maybe not even a partner because... You've let him down, you know? 
You've uh, you, you've analysed it really well. I'm you know, sorry, Taylor King. I'm, I'm not trying to ride your brother. I'm just saying I would just think about your motivations. Maybe you Look, could... one one way or another at the end of the night, we're going to have many stories to tell and much to yeah. talk about going forward. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, you, you're telling the narrative really well. There's been videos of Eric Mack trying to find someone to fill uh, fill my spot on the night. Maybe you should uh, throw your hat in the ring. <laughs> I know. Uh... <laughs> Where's my call, Eric? What's going on? <laughs> I'll, I'll, uh, I'll you're a very dear that. friend of mine, but I uh, just walk straight over you. Straight <laughs> <laughs> um, I do have one tip for Taylor King. Just, just have a look at the work of Ric Flair. I'm just saying, roll under the ring real quick. Have a nap in that scramble. Come out at the right point, fresh as a daisy. <laughs> grab that just pin onto wise. the tag. That's all I'm saying. That's yeah. all I'm saying. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, so look, not not the worst advice at all. Well, that's uh, all right. Quickly. Oh, sorry. One, oh, one more, yeah, real quick. Uh, ahead, about the. Zancano experience, uh, Del Cano's episode was episode 40, if anybody wants to check that out. Um, but they're, though they are together and they're on the same page now, we do know that that even is a little bit of a testy relationship, right? Because Del Cano historically hasn't really known if he can trust Zenith. Is that correct? That is a thousand percent correct. Yeah, um, a lot of the way how they even started interacting with each other was that Zenith uh, cost Del Cano a few matchups. Yeah, and then he tried to win Del Cano over, and it went back and forth. And I, I, I didn't think anything would really come of it. But since tagging together, they have sort of seemed to slowly get things together. But I think the jury is still out. I, I think that this matchup in particular is going to be a, a really good showing point for the team as well because even the way how the match got thrown out at the last show, mm-hmm. it was almost like Zenith didn't want to. He was inadvertent in what he was trying to do and Del kind of didn't really know what to think or believe at the end of it. Mm-hmm. So I think that you're exactly right with that and I, I think this is a chance for them to really... I guess uh, finally, sort of forged together as a uh, as a really solid tag team. I yeah. mean, regardless of the result of the match, um, it's a really good uh, proving point, I guess, yeah. for uh, Zenith and Del Cano it's... as well. Which I think, if, I, I tell you what, they've taken me by surprise massively, and I think they have the audience as well because no one expected them to work together as well as they have been. It's uh, it's really been cool to see. Yeah, regardless, like the stakes are really high for this one, and at the end we may only be seeing one of these teams standing by the time by the time it's done and I don't just mean winning I mean together so well yeah who knows where yeah. it ends up maybe there's neither you know what I mean like yeah. it's, oh, man. it's mean, a lot it's, of combustible you know. elements on the go so I I'm getting yeah. more and more excited about this one as we speak and I think it it's the hell, one to watch it is, yeah. it is hella high water by name and by nature oh my god um, it is okay <laughs> what's up next all right the next one um, I've been saving towards the tail end of this card to talk about because I think it's a little bit of a sleeper. Mm-hmm. I, um, you know, I'm, I'm on social media quite a bit. I, I have more free time than I probably should, even no, though actually, no, I, probably, I probably spend more time on there than I should. That's probably a better way to put it. Um, you. More people should, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. More people should be talking about this next match than I think are. We have Damien Slater versus Julian Ward on this mm-hmm. card. Okay, uh, dare I say, you could chuck this in the main event of any EPW card and it would be a, a massive selling point of, of any wrestling show. Yep. Uh, Julian Ward has been going from strength to strength. This guy is fantastic. He's got his new attitude, his outlaw state of mind. And you have Damien Slater, 
much like the sentiments I uh, I voiced about Marcus Pitt, Damien Slater is one of the best this country has. He's coming off the back of an amazing submission match where he was victorious against the Don Michael Morleone. Julian Ward, of course, he's coming off the back of a win against James Hartness, which he did in quite swift and uh, dominant fashion at Evolution when he beat James Hartness. These two in this match, I am all for and then some because... I mean, these are two incredible wrestlers. They have a history together. Damien Slater and Marcus Pitt took Julian Ward under their wing. And, well, they tried to make him one of the untouchables, and we all know how that went. Uh, Damien Slater had a big promo talking about it as well and talking down to Julian Ward about how he didn't quite cut it as one of the untouchables. And I think these two together are going to produce absolute magic. I mean, there's the history there's the caliber of how well both are going at the moment in sort of like the momentum on their side and just the skill set of both wrestlers. This one is going to be an absolute belter rape. I hope you're excited for this one as much as you should be because I guarantee you your friends who have never seen wrestling before, this one is going to blow their minds. Yeah, this is going to be textbook, man. Like when you're talking about these guys, you're talking about Damian Slater, like... Cruiserweight classic entrant, like WWE caliber wrestler. You're talking about um, Julian Ward, studied with Lance Storm. Like these guys are world caliber athletes, ready to go. All the tricks in the playbook are going to be out to play, and we're going to really see. And like you say, there's a bit of sour grapes there. Um, Julian Ward was maybe going to be with with the Untouchables, and and he, you know, betrayed them essentially, uh, and. And that's going to lead to emotion making decisions a little bit more than, you know, the calculated decisions that Damien Slater is always known for. So it's going to be interesting who's going to be under the other's skin. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly, if, if we're doing like a tipping segment of the show, I, I'm not sure who I'd tip in this one. Mm. I mean, I'm, I, I guess I'm, I'm not really quiet about my love for Damien Slater. I, I think he's phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Um, I, w- I would normally back him in almost every matchup. But mm-hmm. the way Julian Ward's been lately, it's hard to go against him. I mean, Julian Ward has just been going from strength to strength to strength. Um, I mean, the crowd is is well on his side as well, which is fantastic to see as well. Um, he just keeps getting more and more impressive and, and keeps bringing more and more fire with him each time we see him in a matchup. And I think this matchup has all the potential to bring out the very best in both competitors yeah. that uh, anyone who's, who's going to be watching it either on the night or uh, if you listen to this and, and you watch it after the fact online because you live in a different state or a different country, mm-hmm. by all means, this match is uh, is one that you, uh, you, you want to keep in the back of your minds when you're thinking about this show. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and then after that, we into the big title match? Yes, we are, my oh. man. Yeah. I, another one that I was about to say, I think people are kind of sleeping on as well. There's there's so many big matchups in this show and so many, I mean, there's lots of different videos and things getting thrown out there. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, you know, it's, it's stacked. And I, I guess it's, uh, we're a little spoiled with explosive pro wrestling because we yeah, have so much good stuff on offer, which... Don't get me wrong, I'm not complaining, Rafe. Mm. But um, we have our EPW Championship matchup. It is Kyle Steria who won the Invitational Tournament, cashing in his championship opportunity against Mikey Nichols, TMDK's Mikey Nichols, the EPW champion Mikey Nichols. New Japan Pro Wrestling Chaos's Mikey Nichols. Look, look, (laughs) we can... can, Just list them forever. Yeah, we could. We TM six ones, dude. It's and the, the thing that about this matchup that I'm looking forward to is that <laughs> these are two tough bastards. Yeah, They're but, big. 
they're strong, they're heavy, they hit hard, they lift hard, they go hard. Like, man, I... I, I think this one is going to be an absolute belter, like figurative, figuratively and literally, because, I mean, they've both been around for so long as well. I think people sometimes forget how long Kyle Sterry has been around explosive pro wrestling. For We all know Mikey Nichols is an EPW original, and don't let that go to the wayside either, but Kyle Sterry has been an EPW for a very long time. He's a former multi-time tag team champion. He's a former EPW champion as well. It was some time ago, but people maybe sort of, you know, uh, short-term memory, um, or maybe just weren't around back uh, when he had that peak in his career. But he's definitely not someone that's ever sort of gone away from being a dominant wrestler when the time comes. And I think it's a great opportunity here for him, not only having an opportunity to win the EPW title in itself, which is a humongous opportunity, but it's a great way of him to sort of show people like, hey, don't forget who I am. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Dude, um, he's so explosive, so agile. Um, it's it's really hard to to think that he might be Mikey Nichols' biggest threat since he's been back. Yeah, and I mean, like, I think it was his uh, invitational match against Zenith, if I remember correctly. Mm-hmm. Stalling suplexed him on the yeah. outside floor, walked up the ring steps along the, the barrier mm-hmm. sort of uh, entranceway, mm-hmm. and then dumped him into the ring. Stuff like that. He just does... So he much does strength. of strength. Yeah. It's, it's, it's stuff that, oh, I mean, obviously I'm, I'm, I'm not much of a, a heavy lifting person, but it's things that I, I wouldn't even contemplate or think of. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't, don't get me wrong. I, 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 I may go to a gym once in a while, but the heaviest thing I probably lift is uh, far too many beers on a week. Yeah, yeah. I was but, about um, to say, a block of export <laughs> isn't a light thing to lift. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, exactly. But um, no, it's, 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 it's going to be interesting to see. And I think the way with this, this brute strength that Carl Steria has, I'm keen to see how he shows that against Mikey Nichols. Because what we've seen from Mikey Nichols since returning to Explosive Pro Wrestling, and I'll, I'll focus on Mikey in, in, in just a little bit, nobody's really managed to match the strength of Mikey Nichols, nor has anyone at all been able to manhandle him. And I think it's going to be interesting to see if Kyle Steria can, because if anyone can, it'll be someone the likes of Kyle Steria who can manage to not only match the strength of Mikey Nichols, but also use the strength that Mikey uses against his opponents, against him himself, which, man, sign me the hell up for, because I'm keen on that. And, like, somebody like uh, Kyle as well is, like, he's used to manhandling his opponents. So then what happens when he's faced with Mikey Nichols and he can't anymore? Where's where's his game plan go? You know, that, yeah. that's the thing. He might change it up. As I said, he's very fast. He's very agile. Maybe he brings an entirely different game plan when he, you know, he can't just throw him around. He goes, okay, try, time to change tack and see how that goes. And maybe he brings a different type of offense that Mikey's expecting. I mean, that's that's the thing. We just don't quite know what he's, uh, what, what he's going to bring to the contest. I yeah, mean, yeah. he is a man of very few words, and I'm sure he's keeping his cards close to his mm-hmm. chest. But to jump the fence and take a look at his opponent, it is the EPW champion. And you can have any playbook set to, you know, the, the, the greatest 
moments in the world, but when you're in there against someone like Mikey Nichols, all plans can go out the window because this is a man who is absolutely unstoppable. And mm. since returning to EPW, no one has has beaten him. Yeah. No, whether this was even before he won the EPW championship, so the 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 big title is on the line. And when it comes to big matches. Not only within EPW, but I'll, I'll, I'll flex and say all of Australia. Mm-hmm. There's very few people that can match what Mikey Nichols brings uh, to, to a big match main event. And Mikey Nichols isn't going to go down without a fight. And we speak about Kyle Steria, you know, being able to use his strength to his advantage and, you know, all the things we just spoke of. It's a different ballpark when you're in there with the man. And Mikey Nichols is the man, and he is the man for a very good reason. We've seen some outstanding matchups and um yeah i can't wait to see how this one plays out Dude, i mean he, he, it's, it's gonna be so cool with, uh, man it's gonna be so cool and it, yeah. it, it's always really interesting like anybody can scout mikey nichols matches all they want they can watch the stuff in japan they can watch the stuff you know in the states and you can bring all the game plans you want but they can go out the window pretty fast when he punches you in the face and, yeah, yeah. and he's one of the hardest hitting guys oh, I've ever dude. seen. So Steria just needs to be ready, man, because what he thinks he's going to bring uh, as a plan may not go the way he wants. Mikey's been as dominant as he is for a reason, and so it's going to be super interesting to see what happens when those first few exchanges happen. They feel each other out, and we see the way this one's going to play out. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was many people that were thinking that Robbie Eagles was going to get the better of uh, Mikey Nichols. Uh, did mm-hmm. you manage to see that match up? I did. I did. It was yeah, awesome. Yeah, it was interesting how that played out. <laughs> yeah, it was. Because obviously, you know, Mikey Nichols, he's uh, got his TMDK brethren with him mm-hmm. and Amber and all the like. Mm-hmm. I mean, there could be extra X factors even if Kyle Steria does manage to start to get the better of oh, Mikey. Yeah. There's so many I didn't even think about that. that yeah. I mean, that's the thing. Mikey Nichols doesn't need these sorts of things. No. That's what makes it quite frustrating as well. No. But who's to say what's going to happen or how it's going to play out? You're going to have to be there tonight when it all goes down at the Gate 1 Theatre at Claremont Showgrounds for Explosive Pro Wrestling's Hell or High Water because the EPW yeah. Championship is on the line. And everyone, I say this every time Mikey Nichols has a championship matchup, everyone wants to be that person to get that first big win over Mikey Nichols since he's returned from the United States, from WWE. And uh, even in, like he's with his work in New Japan, no one's gotten a win over him on Australian soil. And especially to be able to not only beat him, but to win the EPW Championship uh, in the process. It's it's such a big scalp to claim. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's huge. Uh, it's what does huge. that mean it's for massive. your career? Like, what's that mean? Oh, yeah. When you turn around and you're like, I've beaten this WWE superstar. I've beaten this New Japan superstar. Like... Do you get calls from those companies? Like, do they turn around and and are they like, yo, I heard Mikey Nichols rolled back, was completely undefeated forever, and you're the dude that dropped him. Hey, Steria, want to come in a bazillion dollars? And he'd be like, yeah, sure. But first, I got to defend this championship. A bazillion dollars. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they get paid over there, right? Yeah. Maybe. Surely. Surely. A bazillion yen or a bazillion dollars, whichever way you look at it. That's yeah. the kind of motivation that Carsteria is going to have, and it's also the kind of motivation that is going to make Mikey Nichols want to hold on to what he's got. Hence, the smart decisions to have insurance plans like the likes of TMDK, even though he doesn't really need it. It's called mm. holding on to what's yours, and that's how you cash checks. 
Am I right? Oh, exactly, man. Exactly. <laughs> That's what it's, all about. It, it, it's, it's, it's up in the balance. It's, it's all for the taking, mm-hmm. and who knows what's going to happen, but we're going to find out tonight. Mm-hmm. And uh, you're going to be there, my man. I'm going to uh, be there. Be there with, with, with your mates, having a good mm-hmm. time. And I hope anyone listening to this this morning, I mean, even if you listen to it after the fact, check it out when the show goes online. Because uh, this is going to be one hell of a show. We've got such a massive stacked card. And uh, EPW just continues to impress in 2021. I mean, I, I love it. I'm just lucky enough to be involved with it. So, yeah, you know, if I wasn't, like I said, tonight I unfortunately can't be there. But, but when I can watch the show, I can't wait to see it. Like, it's, it, it's one of those things. And, uh, you know, as, as the old adage goes, do yourself a favor. Check it out. If you live in Perth. Get yourself a ticket, head down to the uh, Gate 1 Theatre. If you don't live in Perth, uh, of course, be sure to check it out when it drops online. It's on the Vimeo. Uh, we, we occasionally drop matches and stuff on, on YouTube as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're on all forms of social media. We've got epwperth.com as well, our website. So many places to check out EPW Action, past, present, and find out what's in the future too. So be a part Ooh. of it. It's hella high water. It's tonight. That's it. It's that is time. exactly right. So use all those social media tags, go to the site, catch it online. If you're over at the Eastern States, I know you want to watch Hello High Water. Do not break quarantine. Do not no. make no. your way over here on some kind of fast-flying jet or boat to get here, break quarantine to see the show. I know you're hyped. Don't worry. It's going to be online. EPW yeah, yeah. makes it so easy for you. So everybody, check out that stuff. Check out Hello High Water tonight if you're in Perth. Adam. Mean yes. Dean Olsen. Thank you so much for your time, as always. It's always a pleasure. I love doing these little hype shows with you, getting a chance to catch up and shoot the shit. Get there, everybody. I've got nothing else to say. I'm too excited. I need to <laughs> drink a beer. I need to get on a train. I need to get to the theatre. There's so much to do. Mate, absolute pleasure to be here. Always love chatting with you, buddy. Uh, enjoy the show. Get amongst it. Support local wrestling wherever you are. Absolutely. If anybody out there listens to the show and you see me there and you know what I look like, come and say hi. It'll be fun. I'm trying to be out here with the people and just help share the love of pro wrestling. So thank you, everybody, for listening. For EPW, for Adam Parry, a.k.a. Mean Dean Olsen, for Faces and Feels, remember... It's all about peace, love, and pro wrestling. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Faces and Feels is a DIY project created and edited in-house by me, Rafe Houston. You can show your support by following us on Instagram, at Faces Feelscast, Twitter, at Faces Feelscast, and Facebook at FacesFeelsCast. Or send us an email with topic suggestions or feedback to facesandfeels at gmail.com and don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. Our banger theme is Loose Lips Sink Ships by the Thunder Vipers. Check it out on Spotify. And now hang around for a quick word from some friends of the show. Peace out. My body is a roadmap of pain. Deathmatchworldwide.com the official online merchandise store that is only for Deathmatch Wrestling. Featuring official t-shirts from No Peace Underground, John Wayne Murdoch, Akira, Madman Pondo, Zona 23, Neil Diamond Cutter, G. Raver, Schlack, Necro Butcher, and many more. If you are a Deathmatch Wrestling promotion, manager, or platform and are interested in joining the web store, send us an email to deathmatchworldwide at yahoo.com. Deathmatchworldwide.com. 
for the final view.